Hey. Hey. It's Jess. It's Jen. I'm always Jen. Here I am. Fat mascara in the house. Well, we're kind of always in your house or your ears or your your headphones. What are you doing right now when you're listening to us? I want to know. Somebody's cleaning their house for sure. Oh, I like to clean in podcasts. You missed a spot. Sarah, you missed a spot. (laughs) (laughs) What if there's a girl named Sarah out there cleaning? I'm sure there is. No, actually, I wouldn't mind if you guys DM'd me or us, whatever, and let us know what you're doing. Except for the people that keep telling me that they fall asleep to us, which I'm both flattered and like... Very "Hmm." flattered. ASMR vibes. Well, they like listening to our voices, but then they just like fade out. So they probably miss the end of the podcast. When do you listen to podcasts most? Me on the commute. Yeah, me me on commute and... Getting ready in the morning, cleaning. Yeah. Definitely cleaning. So here okay. we are. So we've got a lot to talk about today. What's on deck? We do. Well, first, I wanted to update you. Before I tell you our topics and, oh. we, and we talk about our guest, I have oh, yeah. an update to last week's episode. Oh, are the, the which segment? The Wonder Water. Oh, the L'Oreal Paris Wonder Water. Okay, if you guys remember, we like went on and on about the Wonder Water. Fine. I mentioned there was another brand that I thought was making a similar product that I was going to try. So I did that in the week since we've recorded. Mm-hmm. It's called the Marimo. Um, Magic in 10 Seconds, Water Treatment and Miracle 10. Okay, the name is Water Treatment and Miracle 10. And you're going to put a link to this on our blog, I will indeed. They sell it on HSN and Amazon and things. So when I saw this and I had the packaging that was very similar, and this one was called a 10-second water, Mm -hmm. it actually came out before the L'Oreal product. So I don't don't know if that's important to share with people. Right, but the L'Oreal technology is proprietary. So I was like, how could it be the same? It is very, very similar. When it's the same texture. How much is it? How much does it cost? Yeah. Actually, $26, whereas the L'Oreal's a lot less expensive. But when you put it on, it uses this... It, it uses the technology to put the ingredients where you need them only. The ingredients that one's using is much more natural oils things. It's not... Wait, you mean the L'Oreal one is... is the L'Oreal one, I think, is amino acids and pro, or proteins, I believe. My this, cells. This one has lamelles. Yeah. I don't know if this is lamellar technology, but it seemed very similar. And they're using natural ingredients, but targeted... Um, distribution of them. When you put it on your hair, it has the same texture. It even warms up a little bit, like chemistry working. Rinses out. Gave me almost similar amount of shine, but I felt like it weighed down my hair a little bit more. It definitely wasn't as swingy as the L'Oreal one. And it's like more than twice the but price. I do want to give credit because this one did come out before, so I don't know if they were inspired over at L'Oreal or what, but so I feel like we're going to see some more, even more of these Wonder Waters. I agree with you. I don't. I think the Lamellar technology, though, is like, it's like trademarked or prepared. Right, but like L'Oreal. getting these ingredients into a water type yes. uh, formula that rinses clean. The delivery system. You got it. So I anyway, got there's my update on that. Okay. We have other things to talk about. Jess, our resident redhead, has some hair color tips for her fellow redheads. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jess and I both watched separately, not even knowing we were both going to be watching no, it. it's funny. The Netflix documentary called Broken. And there's an episode on counterfeit makeup that we need to discuss. Okay, and then our guest today, because we've been working on this episode for a long time, okay? This is like our Christmas gift to you, mm-hmm. or ho- holiday gift, excuse me. We are talking with Tamai Sardari. She is a professor of marketing and the academic director of the Fashion and Luxury MBA program at NYU Leonard and Stern School of Business. Whoa. She also works at Parsons, where she teaches design and conceptual thinking. But she is here today to talk about the hot topic, MLMs. Multi-level marketing. You got it. So we're. I know you, you've had a lot of thoughts about this. We're going to dive in. And I'm so happy that we have an unbiased expert here to give you the real deal. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. All right, so redheads, listen up. Everybody else, turn off the podcast. <laughs> we're trying. To, we're an inclusive podcast, but this is specifically so redheads. There aren't a lot of us. Okay? I know you got to you got to get them their information that they need. So when I was younger, I would always have um, like little old ladies, like you know, crane over and look at me, and they'd be like, "That color, that color." <laughs> You gotta, you know, you know what women pay big bucks for that color. Like, why does this sound like your grandma's girlfriend who taught you to teach the piano? What's her name? Oh, Sophie. But it was my grandpa's girlfriend, yeah, Sophie. Yeah. Sophie. But she had kind of like a. No, she was kind of like platinum, sexy blonde. Okay. Uh, okay. But, back back but, to the old ladies. But that you love know your what hair. I mean? Like they they would go crazy and they would say, "You know how hard it is to get that color at that age." You know, at, at my age, and I would just be like really a little freaked out, a little. 
you know, sorry, like, lady, that's your problem. <laughs> now I'm not quite as old as these women, but as somebody who's graying, yeah, it is hard to get that color, okay? Oh. And Kimberly Stern, one of our fabulous listeners, actually wrote in with, like, I, I, I felt her pain, a question about how you can get dye your hair red without looking like, these are my words, not hers, the old lady looking into my stroller saying stuff like that. Oh, with the dyed bottle red hair. I'm leaving out this very, they have that horrible. I see, orangey. Orangey or like the bright red. Like, do you ever watch Orange is the New Black? Yeah, but I, oh, red. Remember red? I know, I kind of love that color. But if you're not going for that and you want something natural. Oh my God. Somebody said to me the other day, you're giving me Peg Bundy vibes. And I thought, I better check my color. That's not the look you're going for. No, so reds can go wrong more than they can go right. And this, and Kim basically raised this. She said, listen, I'm I, my hair is like what 20% gray. I get highlights to, you know, conceal them. But when I reach 50%, I don't know how she's tracking this. She feels she needs to go whole hog. I've I started going whole hog as soon as like I saw like the, the instead top. of just doing highlights, yeah. she wants to do a right. permanent dye. Yes. Full head. But she doesn't want to look fake. She doesn't want to look fake. So I asked Nikki Ferrara at Sally Hirschberger, and she is a redhead herself, but she goes for like a more of like a funky, like bright red, but okay. she's very good with like all kinds of reds. She actually does Ellie Kempler, you know, from um Which is like Schmidt. a natural I like was yeah, born with this. Exactly. Hair. Yeah. Um, okay. She here's the bad news, guys. She said it's best if you're like attacking this, especially for the first time, see a professional. You know, on Fat Mascara, I'm not about, like, trying to, like, tell you you need to spend money to, like, you know, look good. But I do think with red, if you can save a couple extra shekels and, like, (laughs) go see someone. And this is a tip from me, not Nikki. Ask who does reds at that salon. Do not get in that chair and just assume they do reds. This is like this is like speaking Mandarin. You know what I mean? This is like a specialty. This is a special secret agent skill. Okay, tip number one. Okay. Find the redhead find specialist. Find the redhead specialist. I don't care if it takes you a while. Once you sit in their chair, express your fear. And <laughs> I think I just, I'm being real. Like, express your fear. Express your fear. I express it to Nikki. Like we're she, gonna do like an exercise and breathe and look in the mirror with her and go. But they need to know. Like I would show them a picture. Nikki gave me great tips, but I'm just giving you my tips too. I would show them a picture of what you don't want. Oh, and okay, that's a good. That's a good. You know idea. what I mean? Like because my fear is looking like this. Right. Don't start getting into like blue reds, orange reds, war. Okay, everyone has a different concept of red hair. Right. Okay. It, maybe it's a freaking picture of an Irish setter. If that's what you want, bring in the dog picture. Okay. Lovely. Then tell them if this is you don't want to look fake. This isn't like if you want to like look funky. You want brown or dark blonde as most of the mix. Treat the red as like a spice. Oh, it okay. should not be like you're looking at a a little bowl. Primary of red. red. Yeah. Yes. Because again the, with the picture though, because you're not a hair colorist, show the picture and say, look how it's mostly yes. a brunette with a red tinge. Don't get and this is something I've been learning the hard way, just like as I get older with everything. Don't be afraid to get in the mix. I'm so tired of being oh, polite to, and to then not get it, yeah, and yeah. not then not getting what I want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good advice, like you're like all around. Mm-hmm. But um, politely, po- yeah, po- you can politely get in the mix, but you're paying for this yeah. and you have to wear this on your head. You can't be looking like Ronald McDonald. OK, then the other thing is unless if, that's what you want, unless <laughs> not that there's anything wrong in with which that. case bring a picture of Ronald McDonald. Yes. OK, what does Nikki say? OK, so N- Nikki says, you know, 
basically like have you need a deep consult and then to have really think more brown, even if you're like, but I'm not brunette. No, you want that. If you are not ready to go this route yet, there's a shampoo that Nikki discovered that she's like so excited. She couldn't wait to tell me about it. That actually has quite a heavy pigment load that may be good for you if you're like thinking about amping up your red because red does fade with age. It okay, gets so like, if you're fading red in just a little bit of gray, maybe try this first. So what's exactly. the shampoo? Gem Lights shampoo. You get it on Amazon. I Gem looked lights. for it like in like a like a proper retailer. Yes. I couldn't find it. It's G-E-M lights, like L-I-G-H-T. I've heard about this from other stylists. In, in my head, I thought it was the art tech, like redone. Remember the oh, old yeah. school art of tech course, one? Yeah. Um, a lot of colorists like these shampoos. Yes. And she said, I thought this was cute. What shade was there a shade or just the red so one? So on me, she actually used it when I went to go to her, um, like she shampooed it in my hair. Um she dyed my hair too, she shampooed it in my hair. She used I think like the ruby red, but to be fair, like there's another variable because she dyed my hair that day with like the brown mi- mixture. But on your own, she said get two, a red and a brown or a red and a blonde oh. and mix them together. Okay. Because it could go a little crayon exactly. with you just use the red alone. Exactly. I mean, those things have pure color pigments in them. Yeah. I know, you know, we've met when we interviewed Sharon Duram, I don't know if she said it on this show or like just something that she says. She's not a huge fan of color depositing shampoos because she says they can alter your color. But if you're trying to alter your color and you have like, right. you know, fading red hair, which I can relate to, I think these shampoos are a great first stop. Oh, these are a lot of good tips, Jess. Thank and your hair's you. looking good. So thanks to Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. So there I am at 4 a.m. on like a Monday night. I can't sleep. But then, so I, I, you know, I like, this is my new thing. Was this last Monday? This is like, yeah, it was like last week or something. So this uh, is hilarious. Go on. And then I'll say, so I can't sleep. And my new thing is I don't like toss and turn for a while. If I'm not back falling asleep by like 15 minutes, I get up and then I do something to help me like fall back asleep. So I went on the couch and then I remembered my friend told me about this like new makeup documentary. So I got to figure what that out is. It's Netflix Broken. Which is a docu-series, like I think there's four episodes, on industries that are quote-unquote broken. Broken industries. One of the episodes is about makeup. Makeup. So they they spotlighted, um, spotlit, spotlighted, I don't know. Oh my God, did you hear that? What was that? My throat. Okay, sorry guys. Little baby was coming out. like so much indigestion, like, you know, (laughs) like, oh, it's disgusting. Okay, so it's about counterfeit beauty. Guys, we talked about this a while ago. We talked about this a few years ago with Greg Marazzo. He is like the head legal counsel from Estee Lauder Companies. It's one of our favorite episodes. It's called The Dark Night of Beauty. We'll link to it. Yeah. But I watched this documentary and I thought like, it felt very like, I don't want to be mean. Why not? I will. Oh, my God. It was cool, but, like, it was a lot of, like, the same information over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I really did enjoy it. So, Eric is the one that said to me, we have to watch this. So, it was, I literally... He found out about Broken? He heard about it before I did. We put it on. It was, like, 12 a.m. He got so fired up that I had to turn it off because he was getting so mad at the Why was he getting mad? Because they just kept saying the same thing over and over again. Like, I think there was a lot of good information there. Great information. You guys should watch it. But there was one talking head that was on again and again. I was like, that's interesting. Just one journalist is the talking head. And then Colourpop, he thought it was, like, a 
an hour long like commercial for ColourPop cosmetics because, of course, all their B-roll was in a makeup factory. It happened to be ColourPop's makeup mm-hmm. factory in L.A. And they were sort of spinning that as the positive one because we can quickly turn around products and get them out. They were ta- trying to ta- talk about the speed of which the beauty industry has revved yeah, up to. Fa- that's getting too crazy. Fast that people are doing counterfeit. Sorry, I'm backing myself into the the argument here. But so ColourPop is one of the brands that has sort of um, done well because of this because they make products very quickly. They can get them out. They could do limited edition runs, but they have a tight control over their factory. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there were a lot of people from ColourPop like talking it up like, we do it the right way. And then they had this guy. And then they went, of course, to show the counterfeit items on sale in that one alley in Los Angeles, which is known for that. And people are getting reactions to these products because they're not Dr. Whitney Bow, shout out. Uh, Our friend Dr. Whitney Bow was on it. She talked about like, you know, increase in dermatitis. Um, It was all very interesting. I... I just I wanted more because this topic is so juicy and something that like um, I did a story on counterfeit beauty for Cosmo. Oh about yeah, you five wrote years that whole ago. story that had more information than this documentary. <laughs> um, guys, call me. Um, so there was the Cos- there was the Cosmo story where we learned a lot. Greg taught us so much. Something that the, what I really wanted to get more into was the underbelly of how organized crime is actually behind. So when a lot it finally got interesting, and they go to actually China, I believe, with this one guy. I have no idea who this guy is, and he's like, "I'm going to find out what's going on here." And he like goes through this mall looking to try and buy. Counterfeit cosmetics so mm-hmm. that he can track them back to the counterfeit factory. And it was such a nothing burger because he never was able to connect with the seller. Mm-hmm. And like the computer, like it was like, oh, they- yeah, it was like a weird website that sold, you know, like hot cosmetics. Or yeah. Something and then like- he went to, but they didn't find the stuff that Greg, for example, was telling us about where they go in and they see this firsthand and they bring in police and do like raids. raids. Yeah. Like high drama. I, I mean, wanted that on this documentary. I'd rather see a fictionalized like version. Oh, should they have done a reenactment yes like i want to see greg on his why is there cat urine in your counterfeit here's the go 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 cue the cat pissing in the urine in the weird little alleyway like stand back (laughs) it was it felt a lot like one of those 2020 um news episodes where like back from the commercial they repeat everything they already said and then it could have been 10 minutes it's still kind of great though like i have to tell you i slept like a baby after that i watched the whole thing i didn't eric got so fired up he's such a contrarian he was like they did this wrong they needed this guy in there why weren't you and Jess talking heads on this? Oh, Eric, and, love um, him. He's getting fired up. I was like, close the laptop. Let's <laughs> do this. But if you are not aware of what's going on in the cosmetics industry, it's a good it's a good intro primer. And I like that they're watch digi- it. Well, it's, no, it is no, kind of great. It's, it's good that they're getting into it. But then go listen to the podcast with Greg too. What episode was it? Number thirty seven. The Whoa. Dark Knight of Beauty. Whoa, that was a long time ago. I know. We we got the exclusive on. This. <laughs> um, go listen to the podcast. Watch the watch the documentary. Let us know what you think. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allenmoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. 
Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Okay, guys, earlier this year, we posted about a product from the company Unique on our Instagram stories. And a few of our listeners had commented saying that we shouldn't be promoting this brand, alluding to the fact that the company does multi-level marketing. And that is a very misunderstood aspect of the beauty business. We've heard that about other beauty brands that we've promoted, not promoted like Talked about. ads, but yeah, yeah. But that we raved about before. So uh, we wanted to bring on a guest who could talk more about the way products are marketed and what the good and bad practices are. Tamai Sardari is a professor at NYU's Stern Business School and a strategist in luxury marketing and branding. She also works at Parsons, where she teaches design and conceptual thinking. She has an MBA and a doctor in art history and architecture. Welcome, Professor Sardari. We're going to call you Professor. Hello. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hello, I'm, ladies. I'm feeling very uninformed right now. <laughs> nice to be here. It's good to have you. We have a lot to talk about. I was so excited to connect with you because honestly, we've, you know, this conversation has been like, you know, stirring in our Facebook group, on our Instagram. And Jen and I, we really didn't want to like condemn or promote MLMs because it's so confusing. We felt like we needed to bring in somebody from the outside. Uh, what, let's want to get a little bit more about your background. What kind of t- courses do you teach? What do you study? Yes, I teach primarily luxury marketing and branding, but I also do retail strategy. Mm. Uh, and that is both for undergraduate business students and MBA students. And then again, the Parsons component, which is my creative, goes back to my studies of architecture and art history. But I feel that to be successful in luxury, you need to understand both the business and strategies in business and retailing, but also to have a very good understanding of design and conceptual thinking, because Mm -hmm. that is what makes these brands very successful. So our listeners have a ton of questions about the way beauty products are marketed, especially when it comes to MLMs. But I think we should. It would be helpful if we just defined what an MLM is, right? That is the most important question I think, and that alone should clarify a lot of the questions, because basically MLM is one aspect of direct selling. And when we say direct selling, it means selling from person to person, but not in a store, not in an established retail location. So where could you sell then from person to person directly? You could do it online through an e-commerce site. You can do it through social media. You can do it at your house if you are the seller, or you can go to the buyer's house. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can also do it at third types of locations that are not designated as retail locations and where primarily you don't always have license to sell, but perhaps you can gather information from the buyer and then contact them later and actually do the sale at their home mm. or at your own home. So it's it's very complex, but it really means that you're selling to another person, not at an established retailer. What if... Not to complicate things, but is direct to consumer. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's that's we all one only example. About direct to consumer Absolutely. brands right now. Yeah. Okay. And those are brands that like just have a website, like and 
sell directly to the consumer. They're not working with a third-party retailer. Right. So that is the direct selling component, right? So if you think of direct selling as a huge umbrella under which there are many ways to sell, Mm -hmm. uh, MLM is one of those ways where you are directly selling to a consumer, but through an MLM strategy. And what are the levels in the MLM then? What do you mean levels? Multi-level marketing. What does that mean, the level? Oh, yes. That is that um, basically it functions through a system of participants, different levels of sellers. Okay. Um, so I a want junior to... seller to a master seller? Yes. Okay. And <laughs> basically the master seller is the one who oversees the sellers below her or him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the obvious shape that comes to mind (laughs) (laughs) is the pyramid. But if I use the word pyramid, then people might think that I'm referring to pyramid schemes. schemes, And that's not correct. I will explain what a pyramid scheme is because a pyramid scheme itself is another type of MLM. The shape you're describing also just looks like an org chart at any, you know, normal, any functioning company. Thank you for saying that. It's how the world is structured, basically, right? Yeah. There's there's very few at the top. Yeah. Lots of people at the bottom. So you mentioned the pyramid scheme. Uh How is it different than a pyramid scheme if it's multi-level marketing in a triangular shape? And can we quickly (laughs) define what a pyramid scheme is? I think that needs to Get Tell done us. first, yeah. just to clarify that and get it out of the way, because in a pyramid scheme... Thank God you're here. Uh, <laughs> as a participant of mm-hmm. this, um, uh, in this organization, you need to pay upfront fees to be allowed to participate as a seller. So already you are investing in the company mm-hmm. just for the right to be one of the participants, one of the sellers. The second thing is that in order for you to get returns on your participation fees, you are required to bring in other participants who will also pay fees. And those people are like the bottom of the and, pyramid. Yeah, it's so you kind of climb up ideally the ideally. pyramid. But it needs more money coming in from the bottom. Constantly com- coming in. And also with pyramid schemes, obviously, and we know the most renowned examples in history, is that there aren't dates where the return to the investor is set. Right. No one has said that, oh, and on a date X, Y, Z, you're going to receive return on your investment or you will be able to take your money out. This is why these are illegal. Mm -hmm. So basically you're locked in and you're locked in with the aspiration and anticipation that you're going to make your money back by bringing in more people. Mm -hmm. So you become a recruiter. You become very active in selling the idea of that pyramid scheme, whatever market or industry the the scheme is in. Mm -hmm. And and that's why the the rest of the participants also invest. You need to keep feeding it. Exactly. It's like like the Bernie Madoff situation. That's a classic example. But if you're selling an actual retail good, not an investment Mm -hmm. someone's buying into, for example, a beauty product, if a company were to say, okay, you need $50 to become one of our sellers, and then we need you to sell this much a month, does is that a pyramid scheme? It depends. Okay. If you're selling 
Um, the $50 initiation fee, I don't think there is any harm in it because I'm assuming, I haven't done it myself, that there are administration fees. You know, there are all these administrative fees that any organization uh, faces through recruitment processes. And, okay. and think that in a pyramid scheme or in any MLM um, type of selling, the participants are independent contractors. They're not employees. So someone has to pay for that uh, interaction for that exchange of information. Imagine that the company has produced collateral, um, maybe yeah. videos or other type mm. of copy to inform, educate, and train. And maybe that is what the $50 fee represents to start with. So okay. that's okay. That's not illegal. Um, it would become illegal if the money that you are investing are to buy products that you haven't secured consumers for. In other words, the company forces you to buy product without having tested the demand for the product. But how do you go about and test that? Well, like if I if I want to start selling for Joe Blow's company, I might like like Jen when I start you know selling, will you buy someone? She might say yeah. But like she doesn't have to. Well, first of all, it might be a very small quantity. Mm -hmm. uh, second, it could be that they give you the first batch. Uh, yeah. The way you're describing is there are some beauty brands that do that. And we did a little homework on this just mm -hmm. to give you an example. Um, something like Unique, you know, you have to spend $99 and then there's minimum sales mm -hmm. requirements a month. You, and then Mary Kay even has of like course. a starter kit yeah. that you have to buy with products. And then you just have to make sure that you're selling so many dollars worth right. every Every three months. Yeah. But but there's actual products. Exactly. Is that a scheme? No, it's not okay, a scheme. Okay, so that's not a pyramid scheme. Got and it. also, up to that point, we're doing well because they say you can buy that, which is a minimum amount of mm -hmm. dollars. And if your friends, girlfriends, whoever want to buy more, you can come back and buy more product. Now, what I was saying earlier is... Someone forcing you to buy a lot of inventory mm -hmm. beforehand, either because... In theory, you will be consuming it yourself, but to a quantity that exactly you use? <laughs> yeah. doesn't justify for by one person. Um, or because you have been drinking the Kool-Aid that this <laughs> company has been feeding you and you think that there are all these customers out there who really crave that type of mascara and you're going to sell it. But in fact, there is no demand for that product. And because um, you cannot return the product because the company is not... They don't allow you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's not ethical, right? That That's not ethical. They You're you're locked in with all this inventory. And, and you know, many examples of people who don't want to admit that they cannot sell, right? Because right. all of these are starter entrepreneurs, they mm -hmm. go into this thinking that there is this huge potential to make a lot of money. And then they get stuck with constantly giving even more money of their own to buy more inventory that then they cannot unload. So I don't want to like blame the victim, but there's a lot of like bad, you know, buzz about MLMs. And, you know, it sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly, that, you know, many MLMs are oper operating ethically and exactly. with minimal investment. Um, but people can also i'm not talking like let's say the company a is you know a buttoned up and minimal investment and they're you know, not pressuring there could be other companies company b who 
have set unrealistic expectations. But there's also a third situation where the person is like, just like anything, there's always somebody who like is biting off more than they can chew. Exactly. Well, I looked at some of the like uh, the information you get when you buy into these programs, and it's really confusing. Like there's layers and layers of when you get to this level, yes. you get to you buy something at wholesale prices and sell them at a higher rate and yes. get more money. Um, is there anything legally wrong with the companies doing this? No. It, but as a as a professor, like, do you find anything wrong morally with this? And like a psychological level? Yeah, because it is very complicated. And I think what what some of these companies perhaps are doing is to make it so complicated in terms of uh, the math, right? Mm -hmm. The retail math on yeah. the one hand. And on the other hand, highlighting and emphasizing the upside of being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and, and how wonderful it is to be on your own, a freelancer, not going yeah. to the office. Oh, yeah. And, right? I read a lot of that. <laughs> uh -huh. and, uh, and so someone who is not... Um, mature professionally or who hasn't tried it before in their life, it's very easy to make that mistake. To yeah. get sucked in. Yeah. That's sad. Um, okay. So then th we've talked about the moral thing. I did want to talk about how these people get sucked in. Some of the language that I was reading, I think this is a uh, listener question. Ham G Mac? Hi, Ham G Mac. At Ham G Mac. How do people get sucked in? Is it because they're not reading the small print? Or is it this nature of maybe your friend told you about it? Is there like a psychological component to I it? I think it's a combination of, of both. Uh, but having been approached myself by someone. Um, to buy or to sell? To sell. I, I think that people who are very successful within these MLM companies mm -hmm. are very good marketers. <laughs> How did the approach go? What did yeah. they say? Um, first of all, I don't know why anyone would approach me to become <laughs> a seller, but anyway. You're a professor of business. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, like a little like jewelry trunk. In <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I've seen that before in, in, in selling environments. People who are good at selling and they just talk, 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 talk. So if you're someone who perhaps is facing a difficult situation in life, let's say that you want to escape the office life, the married life or mm -hmm. debt or whatever, and you're looking for a solution and you have si someone sitting across from you telling you all these wonderful things that can happen and how mm -hmm. they did it, I think it's very easy to really believe. And there's the trust there if you know the exactly. person. Uh, something we wanted to ask you about before is how is this, is MLM like synonymous with social selling? Yes. The idea of like social, you know, think of social network, social media, what is social selling? Yes, it is definitely synonymous with social selling, but I want to take it a step back mm -hmm. because that's how we think about social mm -hmm. uh, because we are in, in an urban environment. We are in New York City and, mm -hmm. and social to us actually means online and digital, mm -hmm. um, uh, less face-to-face -face or, you know, in a club setting or something. But I think this is very, very popular in suburban America. Oh, I've been invited to the jewelry party. Have you? I, yeah, I was invited to a couple. And okay. you go. Or, I and bought something online. online too. I got something nice, though. I really loved what I got. But oh. I bought it online. I used the girl's code. That's how that I didn't. I wasn't going to take a bus out to Jersey. And then I went on a sex toy party where oh. They, everybody. Oh, those are I hot, too. I guilted into buying something because it was my friend who was, like, hard up. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'll buy a thing. <laughs> exactly. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> no, but there's an element of, like, 
shame, right? They shame you into buying things that you don't want. Yeah. Or maybe you want, but you were not really. You want to support them. You want to support their Ex- yeah. um, you know, their livelihood. But that's the proof of what we were just discussing, yeah. right? Because we are all perhaps good friends and we would do it once. Yeah. But there is no returning customer there. Right. That's and so a, true. And on one hand, they would never be able to recruit us to become participants in that, you know, MLM um, plan. But also they don't really have a customer base where you say, oh, yeah, she likes jewelry. She will be buying five times per year, which is a nice mm-hmm. thing to know when you're planning your business and to yeah. know what to expect established, the second year. Established businesses will have, you know, they obviously they can't predict the future, but they will have like more research on what kind of market is out there. Here it's really a leap of faith. Exactly. Okay. So we have another listener question. This is from Jamie Minchin. I love her name. Jamie Minchin. She wants to know, you know, there's multi-level marketing, which we've discussed, and there's direct-to-consumer, which is like a company like um, Bombas or why am I, um, Everlane, right? Or they have a store now, but you know what I mean. Like a, yeah. a, where you just go to the website, you can't buy it in a store. Why right. would some? Why would a company say, you know what, I'm going to get all these people involved instead of just selling it from their website like normal? Yes, very few companies say that they're going to do MLM. Yeah, it seems like overly complicating things. Yes, but also if you think about the industries that have adopted that system mm-hmm. is usually uh, something that is consumable. Mm-hmm. Recur, I mean, many, many times, right? Like makeup. <laughs> refillable, yeah. 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 So makeup, um, uh, skin care. Um, supplements. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, shakes, protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, which is a whole other thing. I mean, <laughs> my God, and and things that are consumables, in so any they'll case, come back, refillable, back. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas with Bombas or with Everlane, you may love the brand, but how many lasers are you going to buy? But the other thing is like, so say Mary Kay, you can go to the Mary Kay website, mm-hmm. and if you click to buy something, you have to put in your area your zip code, and it connects you with a social seller who's right. technically selling it to you, not the website. Right. Why would they insert her in there if they could just give it to me directly? They don't want to give it to you directly because they have, you You should think about these sellers as stores. And they want, and she's the retailer. She's the retailer. Okay. Whereas the company, mm-hmm. and, and here is, um, well, I'll return to this uh, in, a, in a few minutes. Um, there are MLM companies that choose to do either what you just described to sell through a social, mm-hmm. and there are others who have a combination. You could buy directly from them, mm-hmm. or you could buy from your friend who happens to be one of these socials. Right, like Avon, I get the right. catalog. You can shop directly from the catalog. Exactly. Okay, but still, why would why would a company even involve MLM marketing when they could just sell it from their website or a catalog. Like it seems it, like it's making it too too fussy. It's not too fussy. It is it's basically the same system. I'm a company. I'm I'm a manufacturer. Now I need to sell. Well, I need someone to help me to sell. Either I will hire someone an employee in-house to sell this thing to you or uh, maybe I will find another system and that will be an MLM. So I won't hire anyone in-house. I won't be paying mm. salaries, but I will have those individual contractors working for me. They will be sharing the profit. Mm-hmm. 
but basically it's my distribution system. There is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's a distribution system. Like if I want to start a company and <laughs> Jen, I keep on going back to you. Jen's my employee. She'll probably sell really well in Brooklyn and, you know, Manhattan. But if I want to be global, wouldn't it be great if I had like all of my Facebook followers exactly. or whatever to, to get in on it? Exactly. Okay. And so do these companies tend to have a smaller headcount in-house because they're just using independent contractors yeah, as their marketers? Exactly. Okay. So like a Mary Kay, instead of having 500 people working on marketing and doing all this stuff, they have these independent contractors mm -hmm. doing that for them. Um, on that note, we have another listener question. Dominique Noel wants to know, why do these brands never sell their products in store? So we talked about why they wouldn't do it directly on the website. Why wouldn't they then sell it to or why couldn't you get it in both places? I think I'm answering my own question, but you go ahead. <laughs> okay, because then they would have to uh, draft a different set of terms for that other distribution channel. So if like Macy's is selling it and your friend Danielle next door. Mm -hmm. who, so so, like so competition. So, yes. And you're doing two things. You're doing wholesale. Mm -hmm. So you're selling business to business from your business to Macy's, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're doing MLM. And so you have additional expenses that have to do with inventory that Macy's wants to have on the shelf, right? They mm -hmm. cannot have one or they cannot have zero and say, click here and we'll get you the cream. Yeah. At, mm -hmm. at, at they a, hold at, it in there. At a physical store, you need to have a lot of inventory. That is a lot of capital expenditure, especially in the beauty business, if you want to stock up all those retailers who would carry your product. Right. Makes That's sense. why so many brands are doing direct-to-consumer exactly. right now, right? The, the inventory issue. Okay. Well, I also want to know, uh, and our listener um, at Callie.nh, she wants to know if brands follow a different set of guidelines. Um, and, you know, she felt that some brands were making some really bold claims that, you know, wouldn't be kosher if you were, you know, a L'Oreal, a Lauder, uh, you know. So, yeah, are there separate yes. like FTC guidelines for MLMs that they uh, can be like hype men? <laughs> no, th this is a very good question, by the way. All good right, catch. Kelly, yeah. Good catch. Um, yes. So a L'Oreal or any other Estee Lauder, any other big company, they are so careful. They follow all the rules and FDA rules and they have in-house lawyers specifically to check the marketing copy and any kind of communication message that goes out mm -hmm. because it has to be backed up. In MLM companies, um, the only regulations are self-regulations uh, if the company is an ethical company and, and um, has chosen transparency and they reveal everything about their product or they choose to belong to other organizations who, in theory, organize similar companies around rules of mm. ethics, mm -hmm. but again, in a self-regulatory way. And the FTC knows about it, and they keep an eye on all things, but then they have to follow each company to see whether they're giving you know, false so statements. Is, is it because then legally they're not on the line? If one of their direct sellers was like, this thing will solve all your problems and cure every wrinkle you ever mm -hmm. had, the company's like, we didn't say exactly. that. Exactly. So it gets them off the hook of exactly. having to have like 
lawyers checking all their language. Yeah, it's kind of. If if I may add, <laughs> you know, with both inventory and not having to have employees and uh, avoiding legal fees in certain cases, unless you go bust completely, and this has happened as well, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very lean operation. So I think we need to think about that because from a business perspective, it's a smart move to 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 run an MLM if yeah. you run it in an ethical way. If you, talking about this, KJ Balk wanted to know: Do companies with this business model do they invest more in marketing and workshops and sales tools than actual products? Because some of these beauty brands, when you order their kit, you're getting like a video on how to sell it and all this other random stuff. But the products themselves don't seem to be where the bulk of the cost is going. Do you think they spend more money on marketing or what do you think on that? Yeah, I think uh, there is a lot of planning for this marketing material, but don't think that that sort of marketing is that expensive either, right? You make that one video and then you can train all your consultants. And by the way, now I use the word consultant because um, in a lot of these beauty companies, you can be a um, seller Mm -hmm. um, or you can be a consultant who then is also responsible for training all the other sellers who are coming in. So not only you make that video once, but also the responsibility for the delivery of the content of the video rests with that consultant who is so ambitious, who wants to get to level five of that pyramid, again, using the word pyramid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not Uh, as a dirty word, but as like an infrastructure. Exactly. That uh, they do the work for you. So I don't think that it's such a high expense. It's true. I remember we went, um, you know, I don't know if I saw this at, at the trip, but, you know, we do a lot of work or I'll speak for myself here. I do a lot of work with Mary Kay. It's, it's a brand like I'm happy to work with them. I support them. And I could see how people who are really motivated sellers and the guys, I know every person's story is different. So I'm not, you know, I'm not generalizing, but I've seen videos from Mary Kay sellers and like their Instagram and everything. And I go on their Instagram, they have, you know, so many followers and like they are treating it like it's, I mean, it is their job. Like they're very motivated Mm -hmm. and like they have propelled themselves to the next level. And I don't think Mary Kay's making them make that Instagram content. I think it's on their own. Exactly. One thing that really impressed me actually, and I don't know if there is any space for that, is I checked Instagram accounts for each one of these MLM beauty companies. And Mary Kay came up with the greatest amount of followers much larger than Rodan and Fields. And that impressed me because I didn't think that, of course, you love the brand, right? I didn't think that Mary Kay customers are the generation who embraces Instagram. So I was blown away by that statistic. I don't know what it means. I, I want to do more research to figure out yeah, what's going and, on. Yeah, I mean, all these companies do their own marketing to change their consumer base as, you know, everybody ages right. too. So I think Avon too has gotten younger, Mary Kay, a lot yeah, of these brands. They're so. yeah. working with different people. Their formulas are, you know, changed. So mm-hmm. it's... um. I think that the, the, when I think about the people who sell MLMs or that I know, they're young people. They're like, you know, young moms. Yeah. They're like college kids. Right. 
So I think it's definitely not like the little old Avon lady. And also because it's a lot of legwork, honestly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and social savvy, like being able to, yes, you know, somebody on, my mother's age isn't going to like blast out an Insta story. Exactly. Well, this brings up a question from Ellie underscore fish, another listener. She said, is the MLM model aging well? She points out that there was a place for it, like in the 1950s, where a lot of women didn't have other opportunities to make money. But, you know, now after second wave feminism, like, is, is this really predatory for some women who might not be able to succeed in the way that the example of the one that uh, from Mary Kay that Jess said, like, is this still a good model in this day and age? What do you I think? I think it depends on where you are. So if you live in Utah, uh, and I've never been to Utah, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and you want to sell and the network is dispersed in this big state, it's a good idea to do it because the customers perhaps will come to you. Mm-hmm. They will buy from you. And are you talking about they're not going to populate my Facebook feed with a million requests to buy Rodan and Fields or Unique or whatever? You're talking about like people like at church, you see your girlfriend exactly. after church. Okay. Like yeah. where there's less of an urban environment, yes. maybe a more mature customer too, I'm guessing. Well, that's that was my other example. Tell so us, I yeah. think that one um, answer is this, that it has to do with geography and where that network is and exactly what we're just mm-hmm. discussing. The other example is what is the product what is the company um and and it seems to me from the research that they've done that only Rodan Fields has a product that is substantially different from all the other mm-hmm. MLM beauty companies mm-hmm. and that is because it's a product that really caters to the older clientele more mature I should say not older more mature clientele and so Here is a very interesting white space that no one had explored before. And I think it has boomed exactly because there was nothing in the market um, that had that success. If we believe the testimonials of everyone who has bought in um, and... And it just hit the spot because it was a perfect marriage between a, a mature population that felt underserved from the big companies and the Sephora's and Alta's, right, who primarily cater to younger consumers. Mm-hmm. And they had the product to match it. So I think that it was a very organic success um, mm-hmm. that happened because they were the first to get into that space. So... um you gave the Rodan and Fields example. There are companies that are obviously finding a space where consumers need them and they're su- they're serving that need. But then some of our listeners and other people have also said these same companies just they feel inundated by the marketing and it feels like it's a lot of hype and they just feel pressured sometimes. Can you why do you think there's that negative connotation still, even though we've just explained that this isn't predatory in that way? Right, because the pressure is real, I think. There is, I mean, the listeners are correct in interpreting uh, the amount of messaging um, as pressure, because I think Rodan and Fields has 300,000 consultants Mm -hmm. or sellers. That is a they huge They have a very like superlative force. statistic. So yeah. you feel like everyone in your life is telling you to do this just because you right. know a lot of people. But is that the brand's fault? Or is that like if I have an annoying friend who sells, <laughs> no, I'm yes. serious, like Patsy's cookies and she's blowing up yes. my Instagram feed. That's not Patsy's cookies fault. Like this is like I have, like in every job, there's somebody who sucks at it. There's somebody who has no, you know, tact. Yes. And it's, it's an, a bad employee. Yeah. And and it's still, you know, the the old idea of 
um, success comes with numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So the more posts you put, perhaps the more customers you will get, which is not is a very old fashioned way of marketing. This is not luxurious at all. <laughs> not luxurious. <laughs> no. She's itching right now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you cannot control since you have freelancers doing that sort of marketing for you. You. And even if you have trained them, you cannot correct personalities, right? Probably your right. your your colleague is a an obsessive compulsive, you know, cookie eater or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's what happens. She's giving Patsy's cookies a bad name. All right, yes. <laughs> um, if I don't know if this came up, but I wanted to just clarify too, as we're rounding out this conversation, um, there's also things like referral programs, for example, Glossier, which I would think of as sort of a luxury brand in this space. They don't do MLMs, but they do give individuals credits towards future purchases. So like if you you give your friend your code, mm-hmm. she buys something, you get uh, money kickback. off. A kickback. Right. Is there anything wrong with that, A? And B, does that work for these types of companies? It does work because many companies employ that not only in the beauty industry, but in the apparel, fashion, accessories. That is a very common uh, strategy. Um, and there is nothing wrong with it, and it's legal. And as we wrap up, I do have to say, too, because I printed out all, a lot of the starter kits for these uh-huh. companies. Read the fine print, please, everyone, if you're selling them or even if you're yes. buying from them. There's a lot of charts and graphs. And in the, in there, there might be something that you get hooked on, like, oops, I didn't realize every three months I had to order this much more exactly. if I didn't sell it. So, like, do your homework, but don't also assume that all of them are bad just because you had a bad experience. Does that sound right? Very well said. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. That was really informative. Thank, thank you. you. It's time to raise a wand. She's giving me the wrap it up symbol. What's no, that no, mean? no. I mean, like, let's go. Let's go. Not That is the, I, that was the international wrap it up. Or speed up. Yeah. Let's raise a wand. Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I am in love with a new foundation. Ra- and guess what? What? It's cheap. Okay. What is it? It is the Maybelline. Dream Radiant, Maybelline, New York, Dream Radiant Liquid Hydrating Foundation. I know that's a mouthful, but damn, it's hydrating. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a dream. A, no, it's really, really good. Listen, I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to foundation. I'm, I don't use a lot of mass foundations. If oh, I find one, you know what? I don't really either. Interesting. It's, okay, it's something from when I was younger. I felt like you know. The, I also don't think that the, the mass foundations when I was younger were as good as they right. are now. I, mean, I tried them all, but the ones that stick usually aren't mass. So this one's good. Okay, this is awesome. It's a pump. And it's got a lot of hyaluronic acid in it. Mm -hmm. And when you put it on, you really do feel like, you know, sometimes foundation like a little draggy or like, you know, it's you really need to blend it out like a pro. Yeah. This is one where I felt like I can I have it by my desk. I use it as a little refresher. Mm -hmm. I tried it on like for like the full day. Of course, it looks great. But I like like this by my desk because it also like gives my skin like a real drink of moisture. The texture's great. It's like a glowy, natural finish. I was going to ask about the finish. Does it look super glowy because it's so hydrating or it's just still natural? Yeah, it's not trying to be... We're not like mica pumped full of mica here all shimmery like... Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I can't take that. Um, (laughs) It says, I like that. Um, But it's lightweight. It has hyaluronic acid. It has collagen. Um, It's Maybelline. So it's probably like what, $14.99? Probably something like that. Oh, $12.99. Excuse me. Bargain. It's fantastic. Um, I just haven't been this excited about a foundation in a while, and I can't believe it's, you know, a drugstore foundation. Nice. Okay, I'm raising a wand to a petty tool. Oh, wow. Like That's a great. Tool? Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. This brand is Ampo, A-M-P-O-E. I don't know. Somebody sent me this, and I was like, 
I have bought the one with the actual razor to shave off my calluses ooh, sometimes. Ooh, and dangerous. every time I do it, I feel like I hear every beauty expert ever telling me, no. don't do that, don't do that. So I was like, I'll bring home the little thing with the diamond roller. What is it? Like, I need to, it's, like, It I looks need... like this. It's a little gadget with a spinning, like, pumice stone that has, like, a diamond thing on it. Is it motorized? It? Or it's is motorized. It, okay. It's motorized. Do so you need batteries? You, you, I think this one was a USB. I can't remember now because it's charged, and I have used it so many times and haven't had to recharge it or put batteries in. So whatever it is, it works, okay. and it's like 10 bucks. It it's so good on the calluses without shaving them off. And I'm sorry in the way that a straight-up pumice stone in the shower just never I don't know why they think those work because it I feel never like get, I have no arm strength to do it. You'd have to be sitting there for hours and hours and it wouldn't come off. So this little doodad and it's so satisfying. Like if you push too hard, it just like slows down and stops. And it's just sort of like entertaining to me. Protects you from, from yourself. Yeah. So like you can't like burn off your foot. Oh, but like it's really nice when I'm watching TV and I just do a little. Bzzz, do and you like, put a paper towel down underneath? Please? Of course. Okay. What do you have, like it's flying callus skin They're, all over the people or animals. Room? People. People or animals. Not do you use me. it on dry feet or do you use it on damp feet? Uh, it's a wet. These are wet dry. This one is, but I use it on dry feet. This is a good like Christmas after, gift. After the shower. Wouldn't you have loved this in your, like, your little stocking and it would have been like a beauty like. I'd love it now. I feel like that's that's the kind of self-care. Guess what you're like, getting. Can I also <laughs> say this is like 10 bucks? That's, that's great. A, that's a bargain. Yeah. Self-care. And has diamonds on the on Real the, diamonds. I don't know if they're real diamonds, <laughs> but I'm into it. Looks cool, right? Very cool. Raise a wand. Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. 
and it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did, start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.